Thanks for joining me on this journey and welcome to the Journey with Jenny podcast on SM Enlightenment Radio or TV, where we hit all the topics that help and encourage you on this journey of life. Everything from health to mindset to business to finances, anything that helps you and makes your life better, we cover it all. Welcome, everyone. And today we are talking about an increasingly popular topic, and that is gut health. Gut health has really gotten a lot of more uh, press lately, if you will. Um, and so, but you might be sitting there in one of three categories. Maybe you are sitting there scratching your head thinking, what did she just say? What is she even talking about? What is gut health? Um, or maybe you're sitting there saying, yeah, you know, I've noticed a few things here and there and are kind of curious about what the buzz is all about. Um, or maybe you're in the third camp and maybe you've been even looking into this for a bit and just kind of wondering what you can do to improve your gut health. But wherever you find yourself in either one of those three places, here are the takeaways that I hope that you have by the end of this episode. Yes, I'm giving you the takeaways now because this is what I am hoping that you know by the end of this episode. One, that you know the importance of gut health and two, that you know what to do to improve your gut health, okay? So with that, here is what we are going to cover today. One, we are going to talk about what is gut health and why is it important. Two, we're going to talk about what's the big deal? What are the concerns of the gut? And then three, I'm going to give you five tips to better your gut health. So those are the three things that we are going to uh, talk about. And I also want to share um, right off the bat, I am using a lot um, from this book, Fiber Fueled, uh, the plant-based gut health program for losing weight, restoring your health, and optimizing your microbiome. And it's by Will, and I don't even know how to pronounce his um, name, so um, MD, so I just call him Dr. B. Um, so when I uh, give quotes, um, this is uh, where I am giving quotes from. So if I forget to actually say it, um, then just quote it. Um, this is coming from Dr. B um, in this book. Um, I use this for a lot of the research, and I use other things as well. Uh, but I do want to give a shout out to him and this book. It is phenomenal. I highly recommend reading it. Um, but basically, I'm going to give you a synopsis of it and the things that I learned from it, um, just from my own personal experiences and from this book and from research. So Okay, what is gut health? Let's start there, all right? So gut health is just the term that we use to describe the status of our gut microbiota. So our gut microbiota is a broad, expansive community of microorganisms that live inside us. So inside our gut, all these microorganisms, and they live there in harmony, in balance, and with a purpose. They have a very big purpose purpose. And just for uh, reference, we use the term gut microbiome when we are referring to the genetic code of this community. But when we're talking about the community as like a whole, we use the word microbiota. microbiota. All right. So to begin on a practical level, on a very high level, our GI tract does five things. All right. So they are, it does digestion, it does absorption, exclusion, detoxification, and elimination. So those are the things that our gut 
does. Those are the actions that it takes. All right. Um, and we're going to be focusing on the actual community, the whole gut microbiota and what makes up that whole community. Okay. So there are five types of organisms that live in the gut. So those are bacteria, yeast, parasites, viruses, and archaea, and I'm not even sure if I'm pronouncing that one correctly, archaea, 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 um, something like that, okay? So these all reside in the gut. So these all make up the gut microbiota, this community, all right? So bacteria, fungi, and viruses often get a bad rap, but actually not all of them are bad for us. So I think that's a really interesting thing. And in fact, all of them play a vital role in our gut. And then there's parasites, and parasites are, in fact, bad for us. Uh, they are often described as nature's thieves because they steal energy from the host, and they try to remain undetected in there without offering anything good in return. Hence the phrase, like when you call someone a parasite or they're acting like a parasite or they're being a parasite, it's because they're mooching off of you and they're not giving anything in return. They're not like, there's no point. They don't, they don't offer anything good. So that's what a parasite does. They hang out in there undetected in your gut and they're just absorbing, taking from you, the host, but they're not giving anything good in return. Okay. So those are a part of your gut microbiota. And then there is this archaea or whatever, however it's pronounced that I cannot pronounce. Um, and actually it's interesting because we really don't know a whole lot about them at this point, but we do know that they show up in other places um, other than in our colon, in our gut. They we, we also find them in the deep, deep depths of the ocean. We're talking miles deep. <laughs> they're there. And they're also found inside volcanoes, interestingly enough, and they are found in our gut. So it's fascinating. They're one of the five main microorganisms uh, that reside in our gut. So what we've got is this whole colony living inside of us. And it's like this big condo complex of all these different organisms residing in our gut. Oh, I love the picture. That is awesome. If you are just listening, um, there's a really awesome, huge condo complex. Um, I'm sure you'll have to check it out on YouTube. But this is, but you can imagine it in your mind, this huge condo complex of all these different organisms. They're all residing in our gut. Some are moving in, some are moving out. And you want good, peaceful neighbors, right? So you want to do things that would um, encourage good neighbors to move in. And then you want to do things that would encourage the bad neighbors to move out, right? So let's think about this community and let's think about how many neighbors are living in this condo complex. So there's a lot of them. And actually the number of these microorganisms that are residing there in this condo complex in our gut would be 39 trillion. So yep, that's 39 trillion with a T, trillion. So just to give a little bit of comparison or perspective there. So think about the stars, all the stars in the Milky Way. So 39 trillion would be 100 times all of the stars in the Milky Way. Okay. So that's 
most and most all of those 39 trillion inhabitants are bacteria. Not all of them, but a majority of them are bacteria. So your gut, your colon has these 39 trillion inhabitants in it. And so even though there's a majority of bacteria residing there, the bacteria are all very different. There are plenty of other species there as well. As I mentioned earlier, that we have the archaea and we have the parasites and we have the viruses and we have the yeasts. And so they're all all residing there, okay? And what you have is this microbiome made up of diverse inhabitants where there is this critical balance that you need to have to have a good, healthy community. So it's just like the rainforest microbiome that remember when we learned about that in science class in elementary school or middle school, we learned about the rainforest microbiome and all the parts of it and aspects of it, and they work in harmony and in balance, and they're all important to this um to this microbiome, okay? So this is no different. We have this whole colony, this whole microbiome of all of these microorganisms living there in tandem, all having their purpose and um, being our being our gut. So that is what makes up our gut. So we have this diverse microbiome of inhabitants, but here's the really, really, really cool thing. The cool thing is that you control the makeup of your microbiome. So that really is amazing because it's based on what you eat. So when based on what you eat, certain microbes are empowered to either increase or decrease. So the food choices that you make dictate which microbes grow and thrive and which microbes languish or even die off. And maybe even cooler than that is that the changing of your gut microbes actually happens very quickly. So it can even happen with one bite. So that really is amazing, amazing power if you think about it. So for example, this is really interesting. If you can give the same food to two different people, and the differences in their gut microbiota will determine what they get out of that food. Isn't that crazy? So the power that resides in your gut microbiome is in your microbiota is just amazing. It is so amazing. And the thing is that we are still learning so, so much about the gut microbiota, but I just want to share a little bit of the importance of this. Okay. So that is what the gut health is and what our gut microbiota is. But let me share just a little bit about the importance of of this, okay? So let's talk about that because the thing is, it, it is important. It is very important. So I'm gonna explain to you why I say that. So <clears throat> let's think about the five essential elements to human health, okay? So we think of the overarching category of human health, okay? And there are five elements of that. They are immunity, metabolism, hormonal balance, cognition, and gene expression, okay? So those are the five elements to what we consider human health, all right? And the thing is that all five of those are connected with the gut. Take a moment and just absorb that, that all five essential elements to human health are connected to the gut. So basically, the gut microbiota is like a command center for these things. They are all deeply entwined. And that right there makes the gut extremely important because it is connected to your entire 
well-being, your entire overall health. So let's break that down a little bit more using terms that we are very familiar with to kind of understand and grasp that connection to all of these different things. So the immune system, have you ever heard of that, right? Did you know that a full 70%, of the immune system lives in the gut, okay? So your immune system, your ability to fight off disease and sickness in your body is housed in your gut, in this gut microbiota. So on the flip side then, when our gut microbiota is damaged, there is connection to illnesses. So it is connected to illnesses such as Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, migraines, chronic fatigue, autism, ADHD, yeah, like not a happy gut. It's also connected to diabetes, weight gain, and obesity. Those are all deeply connected to the gut as well. So here's a quote. The gut is literally the largest endocrine organ in the body, deeply involved in securing hormonal balance, end quote. And that is from um, Dr. B. So that creates a connection to, so we're talking hormone balances, okay? So that uh, creates a connection to things like endometriosis, PCOS, hypothyroidism, and breast cancer, to name a few. So it's deeply connected to hormonal issues, okay? And then have you ever heard this phrase? The gut is our second brain. Have you ever heard that one? So, well, this is because there are over 500 million nerves in your intestines, and they are all sending feedback back to your brain via the vagus nerve. So did you know this, that 90% of serotonin, 90, 90, 90% of serotonin and 50% of dopamine are produced in the gut. So those are the feel-good hormones, the happy hormones, right? So that means that your mood is quite literally connected to your gut microbiota, okay? So with all of this said, hear this. Um, And this is, again, a quote from Dr. B. Quote, taking all chronic disease across the board, more than 80% of your disease risk is determined by your environment exposures during your lifetime, end quote. And I want to read that again because I think that is really powerful. So, quote, taking all chronic diseases across the board, more than 80% of your disease risk is determined by your environment and exposures during your lifetime, end quote. So it is not actually the genetics that we need to be most concerned about. In actuality, it is the condition of our gut microbiota. And as Dr. B says, quote, Rather than worrying about the 0.5% of your DNA that you simply cannot control, let's optimize our microbiome through diet and lifestyle and enjoy the positive effects it has on 99.5% of our DNA. So I hope that this has pressed upon you the importance of our gut microbiota. It is important. It is very, very important, okay? So that is what the gut microbiota is and why it is very important. So now let's dive into some of the concerns that we can have regarding the gut, like what could go wrong. So we touched on a few issues and diseases in discussing the importance of the gut, but let's dive a little bit deeper into getting a full picture of what this is and what this looks like. So I love stats and data, so let's look at a few stats, okay? So Did you know that at least seven 
of the top 10 causes of death, which are the things that are lowering the life expectancy now, that seven out of the 10 of these causes of death are caused by lifestyle. So in order, these causes of death are heart disease, cancer, chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, or COPD as you probably know it as, stroke, Alzheimer's, diabetes, and kidney disease. Okay. So what are some of these lifestyle actions that are actually affecting our gut microbiota? Because remember, it is this diverse microbiota that requires a delicate balance for ultimate health, right? So what are some of the things that are going in these lifestyle choices and changing that? All right. One of them is antibiotics. Antibiotics have a profound impact on the gut microbiota. In fact, just four days of three different broad-spectrum antibiotics can permanently destroy nine beneficial species of bacteria. Yikes. Like, that's that's crazy. Um, another one is NSAIDs. So NSAIDs are the non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs. So we're talking about ibuprofen, naproxen, so these over-the-counter drugs. They can change the gut microbiota and destroy the intestinal lining to create ulcers and predispose to inflammatory bowel disease and microscopic colitis. So they can have a really damaging effect as well. Another thing is oral contraceptives. They have been connected to the development of Crohn's disease and ulcerative colitis, okay? Another one is sugar. The average American consumes 152 pounds of sugar and 120 pounds of grains per year. So remember when we talked about what you eat changes the numbers or the balance of the gut microbes? Well, this increases the inflammatory bacteria that love carbs and sugar. So when you increase the sugar that you're eating, it increases those microbes that love to feed on sugar. And then you have an imbalance of more of those in your gut and less of the other good things in your gut. Okay. The average American consumes nearly three pounds of salt per year. So salt is another thing that can cause damage to our gut microbiota. And this can affect your body by inducing helper T cells, which can contribute to hypertension. Okay. Another thing that damages our gut is artificial preservatives and additives and colorants. All right. These all affect the gut microbiota. Not many have actually been studied, but two that have been uh, proved um, to that have been studied have proved to reduce microbial diversity. They induce inflammation and they promote obesity and colitis in mice. So these artificial preservatives were basically grossed into our food supply. Do you remember GRAS, G-R-A-S? Um, it was from episode seven, if you remember, uh, when we talked about all these bad ingredients that are in our food supply. Do you remember that? If you don't, go back and listen to it. Um, but yep, here it is again. It's showing up again and affecting and destroying our gut, okay? Another one is artificial sweeteners. Shocker here, <laughs> Are you shocked? But these two alter the gut microbiota and they quote, promote inflammation, insulin resistance, and liver injury. All right. And we talked about artificial sweeteners as well. I will put a link to these shows that we talked about these things in the show notes. Um, but there was a whole episode on artificial sweeteners as well. Another one, unhealthy fats. 
These create an unhealthy balance in the gut microbiota. They impair intestinal barrier function and they lead to the release of bacterial endotoxin. So bacterial endotoxin has been connected to autoimmunity, obesity, coronary artery disease, congestive heart failure, type 2 diabetes, Alzheimer's, alcoholic hepatitis, non-alcoholic fatty liver, osteoarthritis, okay? So all of these things chip away at the gut. They throw it out of balance. And then what happens when the gut microbiota gets out of balance? Well, the imbalance basically creates a mutiny in this colony in here. And things go crazy and there's lots of revolting and fighting, okay? So then holes get created in the intestinal wall. So the intestinal wall, um, have they're, they're called, um, TJ, the tight junctures, and they hold the intestinal wall together. And they, they permit certain things and very, very picky about who, what gets through, and not many things get through. They're designed to be very tight for that reason. And the problem is, is that they start to loosen and they start to have gaps and they create these holes. And these holes allow toxins and microbes and undigested food particles to escape from the intestine and go into the bloodstream. And this is how there are so many different issues created through a leaky gut. And going back to what we discussed in the beginning, depending on what you have been feeding your gut microbiota and what you have been encouraging to flourish in your gut and the things that you've been diminishing, well, that determines what kind of issues you will create because that determines what goes into your bloodstream and all to the rest of your body where they don't belong and then where they're going to end up and what parts of your body it has causes a problem and attacks and has issues is very dependent on what you are consuming and as to what the issues are that are created in your body. So that is what leaky gut is, and that is what some of the problems are that are created from our gut microbiota getting out of its delicate balance that it needs to be in. So what are some signs, some symptoms that occur when this is going on in your gut microbiota? How do you know if this is out of whack? What does that look like? How does this show up in your body? So here are some things that you might be experiencing that show that your gut microbiota is out of balance. First one is digestive issues. So these are things like gas or bloating or diarrhea or IBS. Next one is food allergies or intolerances. Next one is brain fog or ADD or ADHD. Next one is mood imbalances, things like depression or anxiety. Another one is skin issues such as eczema or acne or rosacea. Next one is seasonal allergies or asthma. The next one are hormonal imbalances, things like PMS or irregular periods or polycystic ovarian syndrome. And then the last one is diagnosis of chronic fatigue. So all of these are ways that show up in symptoms and issues that we have in the body that are signs that there is an issue in the gut microbiota. So this is what it can look like when imbalances are occurring in the gut. All right. So we just covered the issues that might occur when your gut microbiota gets out of whack. And before that, we established what gut health is and why it is so important. All right. So we're going to take a quick break and then we'll be back to talk about what are five things that you can do 
to improve your gut microbiota. Because if you're sitting here and saying, oh, that's me that, you know, like, what, what can I do about this? Well, I got you. We're going to talk about that when we come back. So I'm Jenny from my podcast, Journey with Jenny, or you may be tuning in on SM Enlightenment Radio or TV, and we will be right back. Welcome back, and thanks again for tuning in to SM Enlightenment Radio or TV or the Journey with Jenny podcast. I'm Jenny, and we are talking about gut health, and it really is a fascinating thing. If you have not been fascinated um, just from listening and going through that journey that we had in the first half, um, I was just talking um, in the break with Doc, my producer, and it's just, it's really, it's a fascinating thing, and just the research is just tipping this, just scratching the surface now. And um, I just imagine what we're going to know in 10 years and in 20 years from the research that we will be doing um, and, or, you know, that will be done and just finding out all these things. So it's really interesting to know what we know now, look back at our lives and say, oh, you know, there, there is this connection. This is why this happens and understanding them because we know these things, then we can do better. And so, we just discussed in the first half about gut health in general and why it is important. And then we did talk about some of the concerns that we have regarding an imbalance in our gut microbiota. And so now let's talk about doing something. Let's get proactive. Let's talk about what we can actually do to help our gut and to improve and optimize our gut microbiome. So I'm thinking, based on what you've heard me say already, that you can probably guess some of the things that I'm going to suggest for us to do. So let's see if you guessed some of these, okay? So I have five things, and all five things, pretty much all of them, almost all of them, are related to one major thing, and that would be our diet, what we consume, what we put in our body. And as we have established, our diet is key, 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 so critical to creating a good, healthy, stable, balanced gut microbiota. Um, And so uh, we are going to get very specific about some things that help and don't help with this. Um, so there is a common procedure, um, if you will, common steps um, in the functional health community, which is referred to as the five R's or four R's, depending on who you read, um, talk about this. So I put together a compilation from many different sources to share what these are with you. And these are not to replace 
it's going to your functional medicine doctor, uh, but rather for you to just understand what is involved in healing the gut microbiota and what the steps would be and what that looks like and what that entails. Um, but I do want to stress and say that if these um, describe you or someone you know um, and you're interested in really tackling this and looking into this, I really recommend reaching out to a functional medicine doctor, uh, reaching out to a naturopathic physician and um, get in touch with them and, and come up with a game plan specific for you. Okay. So these are the five R's. The five R's are number one, remove. Number two, restore. Number three, re-inoculate. Number four, repair. And number five, rebalance. All right. So those are the five the five R's. And so we're going to go through each one of them. And this gives you this plan, this game plan of how you can get back your gut health. All right. So number one is remove. All right. So it's obvious what remove means. We are going to remove anything from our diet, from our lifestyle in general, that is not improving our gut. Anything that are stressors, that are chemical irritants, that are medications or pathogenic microorganisms, okay? So these are the types of things that we want we want to remove, all right? So let's start with food, all right? So we want to remove from our diet the things that we know are causing damage to our gut microbiota. So what could that be? So that would be anything that includes allergenic foods. So these are things like sugar most gluten, dairy, soy, GMOs, food additives, refined starches, saturated saturated and trans fatty acids, alcohol, okay? So these are the types of things that we want to remove from our diet, all right? Also, there are other things like parasites or other bad bugs such as bacteria or yeast that you might need to intentionally work on getting out of your body, okay? Then there's other things that we want to remove, such as medications. So this could include over-the-counter medicines like NSAIDs that we have talked about before. Um, it could include prescription meds. It could include antibiotics and even some supplements. So this is why it's really important to do this in tandem with a healthcare professional to understand what is in these things and what is it really doing to your gut microbiota. And then the last thing in this category that we want to remove from our lifestyle is stress. And that might sound like an odd thing to put in with what we're talking about with gut health, but actually this is because too much cortisol that is released into the bloodstream causes inflammation in the GI tract. So that the cortisol is released when your stress levels go up. And so you want to reduce that stress. So you're reducing that cortisol. So you're reducing the inflammation in your body. Do you see how all of that works? So what can you do to reduce stress? And these things, this could be, we're talking about all kinds of stress. So this could be emotional stress, anything related to your environment. This could be trauma. This could be interpersonal stress, any of these things. So you want to do things that intentionally lower your stress. Okay. We talk a lot about self-care, but this is one of the reasons because you need to be able to put yourself into a state where you are decreasing that stress because it really truly is good for your overall health 
to do that, okay? So these are the things that are involved in the remove step of the five R's, all right? So that's number one, remove. Remove these things that are not beneficial for the gut microbiota and that are actually wreaking havoc in your gut microbiota, okay? So that's number one, remove. Now, Number two is restore or replace. You could use either of those, all right? So we are going to restore our gut microbiota by flooding it with good things, okay? And part of that is ensuring that we are replacing certain elements that are key to digestion, such as stomach acid, bile, hydrochloric acid, and digestive enzymes, okay? And you also might be deficient in certain nutrients as a result of that leaky gut. Remember that leaky gut, when things are seeping through the tight junctures because there's holes there, get into the bloodstream, it's leaving the intestines and you are not absorbing the nutrients, they're just floating out and away. And so you might be deficient in certain nutrients as well. So this is the step where we want to restore, we want to put all these things back into your body, okay? So some supplements that might be helpful uh, might be betaine HCL, um, might be bile salts, and enzymes that help digest fat, lactose, carbs, and protein because you might need help in digesting those things because your body isn't properly digesting. Remember, digestion is one of the main things that our gut does for us, right? So your body might need help in that. So we're restoring the body to be able to do those things. You want to eat foods with nutrients that help you produce these elements. So for example, bitter foods will help stimulate stomach acid and digestive enzymes, all right? So some other things to put into your diet are anti-inflammatory herbs and spices. So these are things such as turmeric or rosemary or garlic. Okay, some other things to put into your diet to help restore would be extra virgin olive oil, high fiber foods like veggies and fruits and nuts. Okay, so fiber, 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 fiber is so good for your gut. Many, many, many veggies fit into this category. Okay, so veggies think eating the rainbow, um, mushrooms, omega 3 fatty acids that are found in wild caught fish. Um, so, eating foods or taking supplements that help with these nutrient deficiencies that I had mentioned to make sure that you are absorbing different nutrients like B12 and iron and calcium and magnesium and zinc. So one, some of those foods that are helpful in making sure that you are able to absorb, absorb those things are fiber, high soluble fibers. So having fiber, fiber, fiber is so important. And that kind of goes to the whole concept of this book called Fiber Fuels, but fiber is so key. So veggies, veggies, veggies are really, really important at this stage. Putting in those things are going to restore and help your gut microbiota, okay? So that is step number two, restore, all right? So then step number three is called re-inoculate, all right? So once step one and step two are well on their way to creating healing, we move on to step three. And we do that through two different types of foods. The first one is prebiotic foods. So these are foods that good bacteria love to eat. So 
this is fiber actually. So here comes fiber again. So another nod to fiber, right? So high soluble fibers, this includes carbohydrates from things like onions, garlic, leeks, asparagus, apples, and bananas, just to name a few. But there is a word of warning that foods rich in prebiotics can be helpful or harmful to your gut, depending on what stage of healing um, that you are in. So this is also why it's important to work with your functional medicine doctor. Um, I'm just giving you the information of the steps that um, that they would go through to be able to help heal your gut. So just be aware of that. So those are prebiotic foods. And then the other type of food that is really important in this stage are probiotic foods. So this describes foods that are full of beneficial bacteria for the digestive system. Remember way back in the beginning when we talked about bacteria and the majority of the microorganisms in your gut are bacteria and there's so many different kinds of bacteria, okay? So bacteria, bacteria, bacteria are so good for building up your digestive system and your gut microbiota. So you can do this um, two different ways. So one way is by taking probiotic supplements. So supplementation can help by restoring beneficial um, species. So these species might be the bifidobacterium or the lactobacillus bacteria species. So these are really, really important key species to be uh, making sure are in your gut, okay? Or the second way is by reintroducing fermented foods into your diet. So fermented foods are so, so good for you. So these are things like yogurt, fermented vegetables like sauerkraut, kimchi, kombucha, and fermented tea. So those all help up the probiotics um, in your gut. So that is all part of the re-inoculate stage um, that your body goes through for healing your gut. And then going on to step number four would be repair. So this step is all about creating an environment that supports gut healing in the long term, all right? So the goal is to repair your intestinal cells and mucosa to decrease intestinal permeability, to reduce inflammation, and to help the microbiome maintain balance, okay? So remember, so intestinal permeability, that's another word for leaky gut. So it's they, they're used interchangeably. So we want to decrease that. So we want to repair those tight junctures that were broadened and, and created those holes that are allowing the things to get out of our intestines into our bloodstream. We don't want that happening anymore. We need to repair that. We're calling in the repairmen and we're going to fix this. Okay. So how do we do that? So this step will include foods such as polyphenols. So those are compounds that are found in plants. Uh, for example, like quercetin and my, my, um, I don't even know how to pronounce it, myrcetin and curcumin. So those are all polyphenols that are good with helping repair. Antioxidants. So we get those by eating foods that are high in vitamins A and vitamin C and vitamin D and vitamin E and the mineral zinc, okay? So those are all things that are going to help with repairing the walls. Foods that are high in amino acids like bone broths, are really good for repairing our gut. And then supplements like L-glutamine, collagen, aloe vera, aloe vera is very soothing, marshmallow root, DGL, 
or slippery elm. So all of thing, these things are really helpful in being able to repair um, your gut lining. All right. So that is the repair phase. And then the last phase, the last step is number five, rebalance. So you've put in all the work to get your diet back in the right place for your gut. Now it's time to focus on other lifestyle habits. So that's why I said the majority of them focus on your diet and what you're putting in your body and what is going into your gut microbiome. But this is this step is really the overarching looking at all of the things that we are working on and doing. So for example, in this step, you're going to address things like improving your sleep. All right, your sleep is so, so important for your gut health. Stress management. We talked about stressors. We talked about stress already. But then in this phase, you're working on actively managing that stress and doing things and having a strategic plan to manage your stress. Okay. Uh, the next one is exercise. And this could mean you need to exercise more, or it might even mean you need to exercise less. I know when I was going through this initially, I was exercising a lot and I actually had to pull back on my exercise because it was stressing my body too much and it was it was not allowing my body to be in a state of healing. And so that could be either way, depending on what you are doing, um, you might need to exercise more or less. Uh, the next one would be improving relationships because as you can imagine, that affects your stress levels, that affects how much sleep you get, just your general anxiety. So all of these things, so you want to improve the relationships around you has an effect on your overall health. Also, we're looking at the way that you approach and eat food. So really thinking through that and processing through that and seeing what is involved in that. And that includes even things like chewing your food, making sure you're doing some basic things like chewing your food. Okay. The next one would be your emotions, keeping your emotions in check and understanding how you're handling your emotions and what outlets you have for your emotions as well. And then the last one in this category is activating your vagus nerve for digestive and optimal health. So, and remember, we talked about the vagus nerve that was connecting your gut to your brain. Um, so all those receptors there. So there's a lot of aspects in the rebalance phase for looking for long-term. So you've done all this work in the inside on your gut microbiota. And now let's look at all these other factors that affect your overall health as well and like create a plan to be able to continue this for the long term because we're playing the long game. This is we're in this for the long term, right? So we really want to take care of our bodies and be good stewards of our bodies. But I really feel it it begins with knowledge and knowing what affects what and why we do things. And then that gives us more power to be able to make better choices. So the goal of the five R's is to just minimize the factors that may lead to increased intestinal permeability or leaky gut and inflammation, as well as introduce factors to help heal your gut and promote gut health. So I hope this was informative and helpful for you. If you think you might benefit from looking into your gut health, like I said before, I highly recommend finding a functional medicine specialist 
or a naturopathic doctor. Um, and uh, speaking of a naturopathic doctor, one uh, naturopathic doctor that I know and, and I follow and just love her information that she shares. And one thing I remember her talking about gut health and just being able to build up our um, the bacteria. We want lots of different kinds of bacteria. And so one of the ways we get that is by personal contact with people and hugging people. So she always makes it a point to hug as many people as she can because she's like, I want your bacteria. I want your bacteria. And the more diverse bacteria that you have, the better, healthier gut microbiota you have. And so um, that's actually just, it's just really, really fascinating and really interesting. So there's so many different facets to this. Um, so I really hope that this has been helpful and informative to you. And a few takeaways that I would just uh, like to leave you with. Number one, your gut health is very important and it plays a central role in your overall health. Okay. So just remember that, know that and remember that. And then number two, I hope this information that I shared helps to shed some light on some issues that you might have experienced and it starts you down a path of healing and feeling the best that you can. So hopefully it, it gives some, sheds some light and, and sends you in a good healing direction. And then number three, the third takeaway I hope you have is that just I encourage you to eat more veggies eat the rainbow. We need to increase our fiber intake. I didn't give stats on that of the, the lack of fiber overall that Americans have and, and the intake of our fiber, but we need to eat more fiber and we can do that by eating more veggies, a huge variety of veggies. It's just really the best way to do that. So if you didn't get anything else, I hope it's clear, a clear message to eat more veggies eat the rainbow. And then the fourth takeaway is that the basic concept of what you eat has a vast impact on your health. You control so much of your health that you might not even realize it. So know that you have that power. And now that you know that, go and do something about it. So take this information and go change your life. I would absolutely love to hear what you got from this episode and what changes that you are making. Or if there's um, some additional things that you think I left out or things that you think are important, let me know. Let me know on Instagram. Reach out to me on Instagram. I'm at Jenny Hardy. And I would love to hear from you. I would love to hear what you have to say, what changes you're making, um, how this has been helpful to you. And share it with a friend as well. Feel free to um, share this episode with someone so that they can benefit from this information too. So take this information and go change your life. That's a wrap. Thanks so much for joining me on SM Enlightenment Radio or TV or joining us on the Journey with Jenny podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please download my podcast and leave a five-star rating and review. It really does help and I would be so grateful. I'm Jenny. Have a good one.